0: This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at rayraycom operate differently. That's r slash operate dash differently.
1: Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters,
2: Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Callan Walker. Today on the show... The U.S. and Europe give VW a boost in the first quarter. You might see way more of Waymo soon. And the Tesla Semi will make its debut this year. Plus, why is Chevy so jazzed about the tracks? We'll hear from marketing chief Steve Majores.
3: Once tracks gets going, uh, we forecast this to be the number three selling Chevrolet behind Silver
2: Auto
1: recourse. Let's
2: run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry.
1: Volkswagen Group says first-quarter revenue was up considerably. VW's sales slid in China, but it more than made up for that with strong demand in the U.S. and Europe compared with the year-earlier period, which included Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Revenue rose 22% to €76 billion, or $84 billion, in the quarter. Operating profit fell to 5.7 billion euros. That's about 2.5 billion euros less than the first quarter last year, which got a boost from commodity hedging such as on nickel. If you take away the effects of the commodity hedges, operating profit rose by 35% to over 7 billion euros, yielding a margin of 9.3%. Cariad, the carmaker's beleaguered software unit, posted a loss
2: of 400 million euros. Volvo will lay off about 1,300 office-based employees in Sweden as it steps up efforts to cut costs. CEO Jim Rowan said in a statement today that the company's efficiency efforts are starting to show results, but more was needed. He cited economic headwinds, more expensive raw materials, and increasing competition. The 1,300 positions represent about 6% of Volvo Cars' workforce in Sweden. The move comes just after Volvo announced this week that its six-month sales winning streak in the U.S. came to an end in April. Sales were down 4.1% last month. Waymo is expanding its
1: commercial driverless service in Metro Phoenix. It's also making further inroads towards similar service in San Francisco. The self-driving technology company says today that it has doubled its ride-hailing service area in Metro Phoenix, Its vehicles will now carry customers across 180 square miles in the region, connecting Phoenix and its major suburbs. Previously, Waymo operated in two distinct areas, downtown Phoenix and East Valley, which were not connected. Now the company says its operating territory will be the largest contiguous area in which a driverless ride-hailing service is offered. For the first time, the operating area includes Arizona State University in Tempe, which could prove to be a lucrative market. Waymo is also opening a second pickup and drop-off location at Phoenix Sky Harbor International
2: Airport. And the automotive and truck industries will soon learn much more about Tesla Semi-Truck. The world's EV leader claims its semi will upend the trucking industry with revolutionary performance. PepsiCo confirmed on Wednesday that it would enter at least one of the Tesla semis it operates in the Run-On-Less trucking industry event this year. Amanda DeVoe is the Sustainability and Technology Director for Fleet at PepsiCo's Frito-Lay North America division.
0: We're really excited to participate in the run and allow the industry to have access to the insights and learnings that we are getting from experiencing these vehicles. And again, we're going to run them hard.
2: DeVoe said the truck would operate with a maximum payload and travel up to 500 miles round trip during the event. Run on Less will follow the operations of electric big rigs from a variety of truck manufacturers during three weeks starting on September 11th. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Volvo will lay off 1,300 office jobs in Sweden. These layoffs seem like a trend we've been seeing lately throughout the industry.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, General Motors has been trimming back jobs. Ford has been making some cuts, trying to get more competitive. You know, just like Volvo, they're all seeing increased competition, higher costs on materials, especially for EVs. And of course, they're all concerned about the state of the economy as interest rates have gotten higher and kind of a little bit of a recession risk on the horizon. So they're trying to
2: stay on top of it. Definitely interesting times. For sure. Coming up, Chevy has great expectations for its new tracks and the subcompact crossover segment. We'll hear from CMO Steve Majoris next on Daily Drive.
0: Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were.
3: You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently.
0: Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit rayray.com slash operate differently to get started. That's reyrey.com slash operate dash differently.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Chevrolet is all-in on the subcompact crossover segment. GM's volume brand has big hopes for the Trailblazer, its all-wheel drive entry vehicle, and its bringing back the Trax after taking a model year off. Chevy expects the redesigned Trax to be its third highest-selling vehicle by the end of next year, Automotive News GM reporter Lindsey Van Holley recently spoke with Chevy's chief marketing officer, Steve Majoris, at a Trax media drive event in Asheville, North Carolina. Majoris says this was the brand's plan even when it stopped making the Trax in South Korea last year. It's funny. It's like, you know,
3: whenever we had, El- you know, Cruise was going away X years ago, right? And you couldn't at the time articulate the, the full depth of the plan right? I mean, we knew when Cruise was going away, this Trax was going to come. There wasn't that the right time to be able to say that. So at that moment, there's like, oh my gosh, we're abandoning things and Chevy's vacating price points and abandoning customers, et cetera. Not true. And I think Trax is a great example of a forethought plan that's done years in advance to manage portfolio, manage customer migration. And so it's not only the Trax base that we're talking to, it's the base of Cruise owners, of other discontinued GM products, right? There's still people with Pontiacs and and various other General Motors products that love GM, love the relationship they have with their dealer. We're now giving them the the type of car at the price point that seems very right for them and frankly, very right for the times. And so that's just the power of uh, when you are General Motors, you know, volume brand, we have the ability to, to showcase great new product. And it's nice that when the product. And the plans we can come forward in, in all their glory, right? We're not being obtuse about, you know, what's coming and when and et cetera. Tracks is here. It is a phenomenal one two bunch for us in the small SUV segment. You know, I know there's lots of comments and questions about our ability to sell the product and volume and you know, what's the difference between a tracks and a trailblazer? We're very bullish on this segment. We're very bullish on the price point. We're very bullish on the differentiation that we see in both the customer. The product proposition, the value proposition between those two, and uh, I think we're going to kill it with both of these. You know, one of the industry's biggest issue, right, has been production and logistics and what have you. We've kind of cracked the code a little bit on some trailblazer distribution, and I think in the month of April, it, it's early, but we, I think, we were number one in segment with trailblazer. Now, numbers may have changed over the last week or two, but the point is, with availability, with inventory, with the right product. With a big customer base, with a great product, we know we can do good things, and I think Trailblazer is going to continue its momentum. And I can guarantee you that Trax will have tremendous momentum.
0: And in the segment, Trax is going to be the volume player, right? That's going to be yeah, what most of the volume is yeah.
3: Trax will sell more than Trailblazer, not this calendar year, but once Trax gets going, uh, we forecast this to be the number three selling Chevrolet behind Silverado and Equinox. So by the time you get full production and you get the et cetera and you get the you get it going, but you know, between the two of them, that's a pretty stout number in the small SUV segment. But look, if you look at, you know, just industry ATPs and, and what's happening in the marketplace, well, things have gotten, they, they've moved up pretty quick, right? And look, we're all part of it, right? And, and look, we are very appreciative of our customers who are paying for Solrados and Taos, Suburbans, and you name it, right? But having the ability to, to provide that full spectrum of product availability, at price points is something that, that frankly, other manufacturers have abandoned a little bit. And then having all five trims available under 25,000, great product proposition. We just think we're going to kill it with this car.
0: What is about that segment that you think gives you the opportunity maybe that others didn't see or that others didn't get, right?
3: I can't speak for what others do in their portfolio. And look, we're, we're all constantly making portfolio lose what we just talked about with Bold, right? Uh, So, what the long game is, I don't know, but all I know for right now is competitors have abandoned either price points or the segment itself. Look, Chevrolet is a number of things, right? But we are a volume brand. You know, we're a technology brand, we're safety, we're performance, we're capability, we're all those things, but we're a value brand. People look to Chevrolet to be a brand that they feel like they can do business with. And at the lower end of the market, you know, there's nothing against it. That's good business. It's good for customers. I mean, if you can say to a customer, I can give you a brand new vehicle with great safety technology, with warranty, with great technology, unbelievable capability, great fuel economy, all this for basically the price of what you could look at and say is a used car or something that very specifically fits your monthly budget. Look, let's be realistic. We have to put ourselves in the position of our customer base. And our customer base, especially at this point, whether you're the quote unquote younger person just starting off, look, everyone has to manage to a household budget. So- you may have student lulls. You may be trying to save up to buy your first home. You know, whatever your financial circumstance is, start a family. You've got to be smart about your household economics. The flip side of that is, you know, we see a bit of a bimodal target here. There's a lot of people who are adding a second or third car. Perhaps they're empty nesters. Perhaps they, they just need something that's going to be an appropriate vehicle for doing the, the things that you do to run their daily you know, household and needs. And so Trax have fits a very unique spot in the marketplace that it's not pegged into you know, one specific life stage. Like, a uh, I miniature mean, Traverse is a great product, right? But boy, it's right in the sweet spot of people who, you know, need three-row seating and, and what have you. So tracks kind of lives in both those spaces, which is why we see it's another great volume opportunity for us.
0: You know, when you mentioned if, if it, when the Cruise went away, we saw that the tracks was coming, you being the iteration that's out there right now.
3: Well, both of them. I mean, remember when the tracks that exist today came out, you know, that was a product that we knew we could bring over from Korea. So it was already that existed, right, for you know, X number of years. And so it was brought over. Remember, it got a mid-cycle within like a year or so of us bringing it to market. But it was a great way for us to kind of give us price point coverage to put a vehicle on the market. But the tracks that you're here experiencing today was the long game. And uh, and here we are able to fulfill the promise and fulfill the role that Chevrolet plays for customers, dealers, and within
0: GM. How do you kind of look at, at the marketing push for this?
3: I guess the first thing I'd say is, there probably couldn't be a better time for Chevrolet to be launching tracks in the Colorado. Let's call those on the lower end of the price point spectrum. It feels very in tune with where America's heads at right now. I mean, you look at interest rates, you look at cash prices, economic uncertainty. I mean, there's just a lot of angst and for Chevrolet to kind of play that role. So I think what you'll see from our creative, which, you know, again, if we were a month from now, we'd kind of have it done, but it's all about a brand that is ready to, to tell people, we're in tune with what you're thinking and feeling. We're providing products that provide very elegant solutions to that. We'll be doing mass with this. Again, if you're going to be uh playing in the kind of volume that we're going to play with you know, the likes of, you know, again, to be the number three seller eventually for Chevrolet, this is a mass volume product for us. And we're not going to hide it. But the beauty of this is, you know, we can be very smart about, it, and perhaps you maybe even saw that chart last night, you know, from left to right, right? We can talk about specifically current tracks, you know, disposers. We can talk to discontinued owners. We can talk to used vehicle owners. We can talk to people who have a high propensity to purchase in this segment and then just mass America. And so the beauty is we've got very specific things and all that, but most people will see the far, let's call it the far right of that spectrum. You know, and look, we're very fortunate that we're a well-resourced company and when we can get the word out there. So uh, we'll be using the channels that you would expect us to, but we're going to be very surgical, precise, and targeted to make sure the right people know uh, about this
1: great product. Steve Majoris is Chevy's marketing chief. He spoke with our own Lindsey VanHooly at a Trax Media Drive last week in Asheville, North Carolina.
2: That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Calvin Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer, Jake Neer, as well as our own Jerry Hirsch, Karn Dingra, and David Phillips for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on new products, the latest earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Tim Yalich of
1: Walters Kluwer about tracking the digital adoption rate of auto lenders. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.